right off the leash episode two we're coming off of some monday night football leah doherty here ashley holder how's it going today ashley what's up our Mark Schwab, not with us today, Mark. We miss this you is a girl's party. so much, but uh, next man up, right? Which means it's me and Ashley. It stays the same. No, the girl's day. No, no special guests today with uh, with Mark. <laughs> no one to call up, but uh, don't worry. Yeah, girl's day. We're, we're, uh, we're talking football <laughs> and coming off of a, a crazy Monday night game in Pittsburgh. And uh, there was a, a lot of headlines to come out of it, but... I think ultimately the biggest thing was was obviously Nick Chubb and losing him. Right. I mean, no one expected that to happen, right? And what a gruesome injury. And for people that are sharing that video, we have to stop. Yeah, and it we cannot look at that. It was wild too because we were up in the in the press box when it happened and you're so high up you can't necessarily see what was going on. You just see Nick Chubb on the ground, but then on the video board they showed the replay and just the the gasp in the press box. Yeah. I mean, everybody watching that and you immediately knew this is likely going to be a season-ending injury. Yeah, and you almost felt just like the air come out yeah. of people in the press box like you said as well as just looking at the guys on the field we couldn't hear them but you can see them like with their hands on their heads and just walking away patting him on the back and he wasn't getting up and you just knew that okay this is serious this isn't like a sprained ankle or something like that especially like you said we saw it on the jumbotron so we knew it was something serious and it was just like man like this this is not what you want to see this was only the first half of Monday night football and there was still so much more football to play. And, you know, I also want to see a guy like that go down. He's a, he's a big player. You know, he's a great guy from what we'll, what we've learned. And, you know, we'll talk more about that. Uh, me, Leah, we're getting used to, you know, Nick Chubb more now. Um, and it's just unfortunate to see him to go down. It really felt like it sucked the life out of that stadium for a while. I didn't even realize that, the Browns still had the lead and were winning late right. late in the game and actually had a chance to go win it because it just felt in that moment like it was it was over. It just felt yeah. like I can't even believe we're still playing right now. Nick Chubb is down. Like, what is this going to mean for the team? And regardless of the rivalry between the Steelers and the Browns, like n- nobody wants to see that. He is someone, like you mentioned, that is so beloved in the league. Just a guy that keeps his head down and works and, and doesn't brag about what he does. He's just so humble with who he is as, as a person. And yeah, it, it, it was just it was difficult. It just yeah. shifted the whole game, it felt like. Yeah, and we still don't know the exact injury. We know it's a knee injury. We don't know, you know, what ligaments are torn or what it is, but we do know that he is out for the season. And head coach yeah, Kevin Stefanski had a chance to talk with him. Yeah, I, I did not get to him last night. Um, I think he was probably asleep at that point. Um, but I talked to him this morning. He's in the building today. Disappointed, uh, as as we as you all can imagine. Uh and this, it's, it's hard because these guys put so much into this. Um, these are very real people. Um, and it, it, it hurts him. It hurts us. Uh, so like I said before, we will support him in every way. Uh, and then we're going to best thing we can do to support him. Best thing we can do to, you know, honor what, who Nick Chubb is, is, is go out there and, and perform, go out there and work. Uh, I think that ultimately is what Nick expects his team to do. Yeah. And you can only imagine just, <laughs> 
coach meeting with him today. It's like, what can you tell a player like that? Like you said, that's humble, works hard, has his head down. He's he's doesn't have a captain title, but he's basically a captain. You know, what do you say to a guy like that? That was something Deshaun had mentioned yesterday too, after the game in the post game press conference. He had mentioned, hey, he might not have a C on his jersey, but he is very much a, a captain of this team. And he said it was hard to rally the offense after seeing him go down like that. Yes, they did score, you know, on on that drive. But he said Chubb is the guy for for kind of as quiet as we may see him as. He said Chubb is the guy that is in the huddle talking to the guys, amping them up, motivating him. And he said it it was hard to then kind of step into that role and do that and continue to motivate these guys. And how do you be a leader on the offense when you lose a guy with the caliber of Nick Chubb? Yeah, and Micah Fitzpatrick is the guy that actually you know, collided with Chubb and he actually went out and ended up leaving the game with the chest injury. So it just kind of seemed like it was just a rolling effect and it's unfortunate because you see a lot of guys or you know not guys in general just people in general who are bashing Fitzpatrick now for Chubb and it's not right you know because he doesn't know that's going to happen he's not trying to hurt Chubb or anything like that and this is a brutal game that they play and we'll never understand it because we don't play it but you know you can't really go after somebody because he he didn't want to do that and I don't know if he spoke out on that yet um I haven't seen anything from him, but obviously he had his injury and I can only imagine how he feels about, you know, colliding with Chubb and that happening. Yeah. When people were looking at the replay, they were making comments like it looked like it was a dirty hit and he was going right for his knee. And Kevin Stefanski was was asked about that. And he said, that's not something he's going to comment on. We're not even sure if at that point so soon after the game, if he had even seen the replays of it or not, he did. We did learn from the Browns that he was transported to a local hospital uh, last night in Pittsburgh and just kind of precautionary and then did make his way back to Cleveland and then we obviously know that he was at the facility and and Stefanski and everybody was able to see him right and I know the guys have to be happy to I'm sure some of them have probably talked to him uh, as of now on Tuesday but after the game I was in the locker room and I had a chance to talk to some of the players and they clearly were heartbroken over Nick Chubb and you could tell that like you said a lot of them it just was really hard for them to continue to move forward in that game and they had to find a way to play for Chubb and they told me that this season is dedicated to Chubb now. Every game, every practice, you know, making sure that, um, you know, going hard for Nick. Uh, he's what this team embodies and is what it needs, you know, he's tough um, and also just a good teammate on the field and off the field. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really just hurt for my guy. He told, he told the rock, man, he the man. That basically, every on every play, man, he gets the ball, man, and, and, and it's like now, um, that piece is missing, so it's the next man up. But like I said, man, we're going to keep praying for him, man, and just hopefully he can bounce back next season. And that was Jerome Ford, Taki Taki, and Zadarius Smith all talking about um, Chubb. Of course, there was a lot more guys, but we could, this whole podcast could be dedicated Go on to Chubb. Forever, yeah. <laughs> exactly. A if love we play to Nick Chubb. Exactly. That is probably the episode name for this. Yeah, is a love letter to Nick (laughs) Chubb. A love letter to Nick Chubb. Yeah, but all the guys, I mean, just just genuinely hurt over him. And I'm I'm glad that we had a chance to speak to Jerome Ford because that's going to be the guy that's going to step in the role as of right now for Chubb. 
Yeah, that was something that that Kevin Stefanski talked about today was that Jerome Ford is the guy that's going to be assuming that role, taking majority of the snaps. And and he performed well on Monday night. He had 16 carries, 106 yards, was able to step up right after Chubb went down, had that touchdown. Um, And so now the conversation becomes, are they going to look at bringing another back in? Who could that possibly be? Names like Kareem Hunt were being tossed out there. Kevin Stefanski would not comment on that, on the possibility of, of maybe bringing him back to this team Jonathan Taylor <laughs> those are a lot of names are fl- yeah that was a I would like to see that a lot yeah after uh, being in Madison we, covering the Badgers he'd be a fun guy to, to right. have come here we also can't forget about Pierre Strong Jr. right we saw a touchdown out of him as well right? so they're gonna be looking for these guys to step up like you said and I'm sure you know now with Chubb completely out of this season they know like, okay, guys, we're looking at you. We got to figure it out because we don't know who they're bringing in and we don't know if they're bringing in someone who it will just back up them or, you know, step into that starting role. I think it's important to, to get some perspective on this because it's so easy right now to feel the emotions of it and be like, okay, how is this Browns team going to recover? This is it. This, yeah. this feels like their season is done and all the aspirations that they had, they're not going to be attainable because we don't have Nick Chubb anymore. Like it's over. And it's so easy to think that way. Just with how emotional the locker room was last night, it just felt so defeating. But then Deshaun Watson said, we're one and one. Like, yeah, we're one in one. It It's OK. We're one in one. And I, th- I think that's good perspective to have is right now it feels like everything's over. Let's just like toss in the towel yeah. on, on the season. If you don't have Nick Chubb, yeah. what, what are we going to do here? And then you have Deshaun Watson, who's been having less than impressive performances. And it's easy to just be like, OK, where do we go from here? Yeah. And they have to figure that out. Right. And after the game, Deshaun Watson said, we've got to find a way to elevate our offense. We've got to take the next step. And Deshaun is getting a lot of blowback right now. You Rightfully know, the, so. And, and they're not wrong. Yeah. I'm not going to come up here and say like, you know, he's he's playing amazing because he's not. And even he said he's playing beat. So, you know, we'll just leave it there. Not playing you, well. Yeah, you can leave it to your imagination to what he said. Um, but he's he knows he is. He's get what forty six million dollars. We got to produce somewhere for, for that. Yeah, yeah we, we mean, have we have to produce somewhere. We've got to be able to rely on him. Now, I'm not going to give um, I'm not going to give Deshaun the first turnover of the game. That wasn't that was that, a freak chaotic. Yeah, that wild, wasn't on him. That wasn't crazy on him. thing. Yeah, I, I will. That's the only one I'm probably not going to give him. Um, I don't think that one was on him uh, when Alex uh, Highsmith was able to get that pick six. But um He's just he's got to find a way to be more thorough with his thorough with his passes, you know, find his receivers. He's very good on his legs. We talked about that last week. So he continues to do well on there. But it just seems like he can't get in a consistent rhythm. It's either it's we're high for a little bit, then we're down, then we're high, then we're down. And it's just so back and forth. He's got to find a way to get that momentum. And I just feel like forty six million dollars should be that. motivation i'm not saying it's all about the money but i you know what i mean uh he's just got he's he's got to figure out his rhythm but it i feel like it's been a while since he's played consistent football yes he played the end of last season but there's some time yeah it was just a lot of self-inflicted wounds last night and that's what made it so frustrating you have the four turnovers what do they have 81 yards and penalties to sean watson what two two face face masks masks. and then he was describing it as 
okay, well, I, I was putting out my arm on them and kind of trying to swipe, but then they're grabbing my arm, and so then my fingers get caught in their their face mask, and I just have to do a better job of maybe just, like, swiping with my palm and, and not getting my fingers in there. But, yeah, I mean, he, he takes accountability for it all, right, which is what you're supposed to do as a leader. That's what you're supposed to do as a quarterback, but you got to see the product on the field. It's easy to come in, and he said, yeah, I immediately apologized to the team for, for those two penalties because that was, what, 15 yards a pop right there. That set yeah. him back, and they have 81 yards in total penalties when you have um, four turnovers right there. I mean, yeah, you're not you're not going to win right. football games playing like that. And even despite all of the self-inflicted wounds that they had, they still had a chance at the very end. They had a chance on their final drive to, to make something of it. And Deshaun said, yeah, every single time he said, I, I felt confident in that last drive. You have to feel confident every yeah. single time you step out on the field. And it didn't even seem like they should even be in a position to where they could win this game with right. with how poor and chaotic everything just right. seemed to be going. I was like, I can't even believe yeah. they're still in a position where they exactly. could go out and win this thing. That's why it was just so confusing of where the score was yesterday. Even though you could see the score on the paper, on the Jumbotron, everything, you're like, what is happening here? In the last two games, we're talking five turnovers. Something's got to give. You know, there was even that one play What when Delpit ended up fumbling and then someone jumped out and it was just so back and forth just everything was everywhere at this point so again their season doesn't get any easier of course yes we know we're only at week two but it only gets harder they've got the titans coming up and then they're gonna have the ravens coming up i mean so it's again it's only gonna get harder and with deshaun trying to figure out how to make the offense work when chubb was here now we've got to turn around and we've got to figure out another offensive plan without Chubb because as much as you relied on him you maybe can rely on Ford and Pierre Strong and whoever they might bring in but we don't know that yet we have we have to see that you know what I mean they have to see that so it's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting and this and this Titans Titans team is not they're not bad we're talking Ryan Tannehill like it's not like we're talking somebody that just hasn't played DeAndre Hopkins I mean you gotta be ready with a team like that yeah they're they're gonna be coming in one and one and one, two. One and one. They had a overtime thriller against the Chargers, right? Yeah. Uh, on Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no, right? It's the NFL, right? Every single week, you got another tough opponent. There's no, there's no weeks off, even though, you know, they get a break from an AFC North opponent, right? Because they get three in the first four weeks. So they do get a, a break off, in a sense, from that, not playing a divisional opponent. But, yeah, I mean, Stefanski said it was good that this is a short week. So you can kind of put the Monday night game behind you, move on from it. But then it's also you got to be figuring out things really quickly. What does this offense look like with guys like Nick Chubb now missing, right? And as um, Amari Cooper looked pretty healthy last night, he, he played a good amount of snaps in the game. And so it's just kind of what, what do things look like? But yeah, it's going to come down to his connection with his receivers. That seems to be like the, the big thing that's the glaring error. I mean, you see so many times that it's like almost there and the ball is underthrown, overthrown or, or whatever it may be that they just got to figure it out. Yeah, and I also want to point this out. Let's not forget the Browns defense, they did do their thing and they were picking up the offense when need be. So, you know, I feel like down the line and even, you know, not even down the line. Now that Browns defense, they really, they're their saving grace most of the time. They, they really do a phenomenal job out there and I've, I think a lot of that pressure is going to continue to be on them, especially if the offense, you know, can't get on an even kill. Well, and what was crazy, too, is that the Steelers didn't have a single play in the red zone on Monday right. night. Right. That's insane. Like, I would be so yeah. curious to know how many times a team 
has won a game and they haven't had a single play in the, in red, the red zone. zone. I mean, it was just the game. Like the game was wild. I was talking to to Ashley in the press box because we both had score predictions, and I needed <laughs> I needed each team to have a safety to make my score prediction come true. And there were a couple opportunities where it could have happened, and I was like, "That's the only thing this game is missing." I mean, we've literally safety. had everything, yeah. But that I mean, it was just chaos from the from the very beginning, and I don't even know what the final runtime of the game was, but oh my gosh, it felt like it yeah. took six hours yeah. there just with all of the injuries and reviews and penalties and everything yeah. that was happening. I was like, oh my gosh, this is moving so slow. It, like when we were talking about what we're going to say to recap the game right after, I was like, I don't even know. How do we recap this whole game in <laughs> two minutes? What angle do you even take? There was a thousand things that happened. Yeah. Most importantly, Nick Chubb, but everything else too that right. happened. I mean, yeah. yeah, it, it was it, it, crazy. It, yeah, it was a crazy game. Like you said, it's a short week. They're getting ready for the Titans. They're coming in. We'll see them at 1 o'clock. Um, but the craziness, that started well before the game started. Well before the guys got out there because Leah was going through some things. Um, if you guys have ever been to Pittsburgh. Which I have not. Right. Apparently, there's these like lantern flies or whatever. They look like moth bugs. But like in the middle, they're red and you can see them anyways. Like even when you kill them, there's no there's nothing coming out. But long story short, these these things were attacking everywhere Leah. and they were yes they were everywhere and now i figured out i i don't know if i'm right but if you're if i'm wrong please let me know they must not fly high i think they can only fly about six seven feet or something because they were not up at the press box we didn't see them but they were down on the field they were at eye level they were jumping on leah on her pants it was personal. her hair we spotted them when we asked a a parking attendant guy about where to go for parking and they were just chilling on his shoulder on his like yo what's shoulder? up ah! yeah and they had a vendetta against leah i'm telling you i don't do bugs bugs and i do not get along i have not seen those type of bugs i'm from texas i had not seen them in texas i was in wisconsin before i moved to cleveland i had not seen them there and i mean walking to the game they were all over the sidewalk yeah. then we get on the field they're everywhere and it was like someone from the crew with monday night football or something he heard us talking about the bugs and he was like oh yeah and was telling us about them and you're like yeah if you see them kill them because they multiply A like thousands nobody's business this is what you guys don't see on tv when we were doing our oh. live shots 10 seconds before my live yes. shot i'm stepping and smart like smashing bugs and the crazy thing is it said this is one of the guys one that what one of the guys said and i also was reading up on these bugs for you it said that these species came from Asia, mm -hmm. all the way from Asia. And they said they got in, came to Pennsylvania in like 2014. So they've been around. But there's a bunch of stories of how they've just swarmed people's houses, their yards. Um, they they're damaged all their trees, vineyards. don't yeah. they? <laughs> yeah, supposedly they damaged trees. Um, they said they stick to the trunk of their, their cars, their vines. They said they're, they suck all the nutrients. Yeah. I don't know what these things are, but when you smashed them and you killed them, you never heard a crunch and you never saw any like guts come out. It was which I was suspicious. Don't. Ashley was like, "They're not real. They're not they're real. Not. I don't believe they're real. <laughs> they're, they're not, not from here. real." And I would be like getting ready to go live, and one would hit my back, and it was like yeah. ten seconds before I was going live. I was freaking out. Yeah. I was stomping out these bugs. I don't know how guys it's, play in these conditions. The bugs were right. crazy. I, I, well, I got it. We we have to go back to Pittsburgh and ask some of these stealers the what's no. going on. And it says that it these bugs cost the state three hundred and twenty four million dollars annually. I believe it. They were they're horrible everywhere. They're like 
cockroaches. They were everywhere, everywhere and they multiplied. Uh, like I truly cannot. Yeah, and they were all on the ground. They weren't really like flying in perfume. the air. It was it was horrible. I didn't know if it was because I was wearing brown pants and I thought I looked yeah. like a tree, and that's why they were coming for me. It like it was horrible. Yeah. And it's the crazy bugs. because like I was chilling, I wasn't I wasn't bothering them, and then Leah came by me bothering me, and now they want to start fighting me, and, and I'm like, no, fight her. Like I didn't do nothing to they you. They started messing with. They Ashley. were with you from. That's why. So I should have known that that day there was a lot of chaos was about to happen. With the bugs, yeah. It was, yeah, a, bad, it was, insane. It was a bad omen. Then we got to go up to the press box, get away from the bugs. I had a nacho bar, delicious Shout food. out to the Browns uh, press box. <laughs> that for, we like, officially appreciated. It was You amazing. know what? We're going to start ranking these. The, ooh, the press boxes. Yes. Yeah, this, well, I mean. Pittsburgh is number we one. We haven't been to many, oh, but I'm that sorry, one I said was Browns. Good. I said Browns. Shout I meant to the Steelers. Browns. Shout out to the Steelers. I mean, shout out to the Browns press box, but shout out to the Steelers. The food was good. The nacho bar, whatever little sandwiches mm, mm, they had, mm. some sliders. It was solid. It was Don't all forget around. like the prime rib or whatever that was. Oh my was. gosh, that was so good, whatever yeah, that, that was. Yeah, that slider was good. Mm-hmm. They had some good they had some There good was food. Pepsi there. To wash it down. Ashley was excited about that. It was nice. Yeah. Seats were good. Didn't see any bugs up there in the, uh, in the windows. Yeah. They, that's, that's how I figured out that they cannot fly that high. You guys that they cannot get that high. They They must not be able to. They wanted to. They wanted to. And then of course, right when we get to our car in the hotel to leave this morning, there was a bug right there. as I was getting ready to hop in the car. And I was like, you know what? That's a goodbye. I'm done. Hopefully we didn't bring any <laughs> any back with us because that would be bad. But I don't think we had any other crazy stories from our first road trip of the season. Other than that, things went well. Parking, we got everything figured out. There's always some good stories on the road. Any, there's always chaos and things that go down. But right. Other than that, I think everything went pretty well. Had a nice breakfast. What suburb were we staying in? Yeah, we were in Wexford. Oh, and yeah, we yeah. ate at this place called Waffles and Caffeinated. Yeah, and I yeah. chugged two coffees and it was amazing. Yeah. The coffee was delicious. Uh, we didn't, and the funny thing is neither one of us got waffles. So there's that. <laughs> I had some breakfast tacos. They were delicious. They looked good. And I had a French toast platter that was like a waffle, which yeah, it defeats was the shaped purpose. like a waffle. It was kind of cool. It was. It was in a waffle maker. Now it, I got to go make it. It was kind of cool. Okay. Well, enough of our tangent <laughs> about Pittsburgh. Bugs were not good. Food was delicious though. So that made up for it. Top dog. Who you think is going to step up for the Browns now looking ahead? to Tennessee coming in here? Probably not going to be a favorable pick that I'm saying, but I'm going to say Deshaun Watson. And I say that because he really has to step up. He doesn't have a choice. They're getting into the point where we're not mid-season form, but for them, because they just lost a humongous player, you need someone to step up. And it shouldn't have to necessarily be Ford and Pierre Strong or then bring someone in. Yes, you have to replace that um, missing piece. But the offense truly does and needs to run through Deshaun Watson so I think he's got to take this step um I'm not going to necessarily say he's a top dog yet but that's the top dog looking ahead who I'm going to say needs to make that step yeah and I think we saw some good things I think the obvious choice is Jerome Ford right looking looking to him to step up and we've seen some positive things from him and he knew he was going to be kind of coming into an expanded role this season anyways being the guy behind Chubb and so this is not necessarily something he's been preparing for fully stepping in for Chubb but I mean he looked good last night and I think I think he's prepared and 
just so unfortunate what happened to happen to Chubb. Not sure exactly as of this time that we're recording it. I mean, I mean, Tuesday afternoon, obviously multiple ligaments have been have been torn and we don't know necessarily exactly what what all of that is. But they said as soon as they can get him back in the facility and, and be there to motivate those guys and, and help those yeah. guys out. It's just yeah. you, you can it, see just the outpouring of love from the league and different. I mean, LeBron and different people, too. Just yeah. I mean, even if you're not a Browns fan, you're a Nick Chubb fan. Right? Yeah, and that's why everybody was, you know, everybody was reaching out to him and tweeting about him and stuff like that and 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 how good is it to have someone like Jerome Ford who has already learned and is learning from Nick Chubb right and I'm sure Nick Chubb and Jerome will have a conversation right because as much as you don't want to see your friend your brother your teammate go down this is where guys step up and they make their name also known so he's got to make the best of this situation for himself because it is he is still playing. This is his livelihood at the same time. You don't want to see anyone go down, but this is the name of the game. This is what happens. So he's got to make the best of this, and hopefully he's able to do that. And and, and to be able to make fans and the team and whatnot, they know Chubb is going to be missing, but say, man, this guy's stepping up. Like, we can rely on him. He's good to go. He's already got that fumble, maybe get shuck that 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 fumble off of you know um, his body, what he's able to do in that first game against the Bengals, and hopefully it's up for him from here. Mark's not here to yell at us, but it is next man up. Let's say it together. Next, next man, man up. up. <laughs> Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Mark. Which I, I understand his issue with it because yeah. it's not as simple as just saying next man yeah. up, right? It's Nick Chubb, right? Yeah. There's no one that's coming in and replacing who Nick Chubb is. But it's also, well, what are they supposed to do? Sit around and cry and toss in the towel yeah. and say our season's over because we're out with Nick Chubb? No, and he wouldn't want you to do that either. Nick wouldn't want you to do that either. Like, you have to move on. I'm sorry, we're two games into the season. Yeah. So I mean, he Mark wasn't here today and we had to move on. Yeah, exactly, Mark. I mean, what the heck? And we're not sitting here crying. We're doing a podcast. Yeah, we're crying inside, but, you know, not <laughs> on the outside. But it's funny because Zadarius Smith literally said that on Monday after the game. And then I just I just chuckled inside. I tried not to laugh because I'm thinking of Mark of like saying screaming on the first episode about the next man up. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if he'll scream at Zadarius Smith about <laughs> Tell this. him not to say next man up anymore. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Any final thoughts from you, Ashley? From your Monday Night Football yeah. experience. Yeah, my biggest thing is I have never seen those lantern flies. Uh, don't want to see them again. Shout out to Pittsburgh. I used to live in Pittsburgh, but and I... you didn't know about that. I've never heard of it. I, I mean, I, no, I've never heard about these flies. I've never seen them. Um, again, no issues from me. They attacked you, not really me. So, you know, I don't want to see my teammate go down, but I also was about to get in harm's way. I wonder what my total kill count was. It's probably pretty high. Well, you I, killed about at least 10. Yeah, I wasn't messing around anymore. At, at the very beginning, I was just kind of like trying to like avoid them. But then, they, I mean, they made it personal. So yeah, I had to and, kill them. Well, I think once you killed the first couple, they were like, we're going to attack this girl. Yeah, and I left the little bodies around. I was sending Deion, a message. Deion Sanders, you made it personal. Yeah, they did. Make, it's the guy when Michael Jordan says it was yeah. personal. Yeah. yeah. And so I, that, that's and my takeaway. That personally. It's my takeaway is like, I ain't messing with those bugs no more. And I'm happy to stay right here in Cleveland where I haven't been attacked by crazy <laughs> bugs at Brown Stadium. So for that, Browns, we thank you. All right, off the leash, episode two for Ashley Holder. I'm Leah Doherty. We'll see you guys next week. All right, bye-bye.